Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast. This episode number 50, it's Matt Morrison with you as always. Ray Morrison, pleasure to be joined by you. Of course, we're live on Wendell Clark's Classic Grilling Bar Facebook page. We're also live on the YXE Sports Podcast Facebook page. And a big hello to everybody listening to the audio version of the YXE Sports Podcast as well. Our last one for 2020, yeah. Ray. So to give uh, our listeners and our fans a little review, you and I started this at your kitchen table back That's right. in January. Yep. And now we're here. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so somehow, so. some way, you've managed to come over and just eat my food to make me bring come over to Wendell's and buy you supper. Yes. Like I used to make you supper, and yeah. now I buy you supper here at Wendell's. Pretty impressive on my part. That's great <laughs> negotiating. Absolutely. <laughs> right. We Absolutely. are a few days away from Christmas, and um, obviously uh, the time of giving and uh, our pr- production team Ian and Deborah from Melius Terra is in the giving mood. So yeah. we walked into these Very nice. today. So these are Very nice. a couple of coffee cups full of goodies. I don't know if we properly explained this or not, but Melius Terra Media and Events is the company that uh, runs and operates the YXC Sports Podcast. Yeah. And Deb Hobrick and uh, Ian Roach are the principals of that company. And we walk in today and we get these beautiful mugs with the gifts and candy and there goes uh there goes a, fall, a wounded exactly. soldier so full yes right so yeah so that was great and we should also um wish season greetings to dennis gilbertson who's yes part of the sales force here so right. yeah last show of 2020 absolutely so and we have some great news we finally have some sports to talk about some positive <laughs> sports to talk about the nhl is officially back it's kind of been noted for the past couple of weeks that they were going to play but they kind of had to cross some t's dot some i's and it looks as if they have done that with maybe the exception of the vancouver canucks and the uh, toronto um maple leafs and the ottawa senators some government things there but whatever we don't need to dive too deep into that the nhl is officially back january 13th will be the opening night that will be puck drop for the 2020 2021 season it is a 56 game schedule the teams in the nhl of course are divvied up into the divisions they will only play within those divisions for the 2020 2021 season april 12th will be the trade deadline may 8th will be the end of the regular season the playoffs will fall shortly after that. Um, I believe that free agency is going to start on July the 28th, the NHL draft, July 23rd, 24th. And uh, what kind of got forgotten in all of this until I was doing some research and some prep for this week's episode, the expansion draft for the Seattle Kraken. That's right. We'll be happening Kraken. at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, that's right. So there's well, lots going so. on the NHL schedule, uh, which is interesting. So the current plan is to play games in teams' home arenas. Fans won't be permitted to attend initially. So they won't be able to go in initially. Although I did see something the other day saying that the Dallas Stars, whether it's going to be right off the bat or later on in the season, the Dallas Stars have committed to allowing 5,000 fans into their arena. Okay. So I don't know if that's going to be something that happens right away or whatever. And the other thing that the NHL has to work out with all these different jurisdictions and states and provinces is, are they prepared to play one or more neutral venues? Yeah. You know, and they've got to have all those contingency plans in place. So it's going to be interesting to see. Which I'm assuming it, that they probably would. Yeah. But yeah, no doubt about it. And so think. the other topic that came up today that I thought was kind of interesting was TSN's Rick Westhead um, was talking a little bit about the revenue that's down. And the NHL plans to make $15 million on helmet ads. ads. Helmet yeah. ads. You know how often in North America we've looked over at the European hockey players and we've thought, Ugh. 
I hope our jerseys never get that logoed up because <laughs> these guys are skating billboards. It's coming. And because there's not as many uh, right. fans in the stands because of the pandemic, the NHL is looking at ways to do it. So helmet ads are going to be uh, perhaps prominent. The NHL hope to make 15 million right. and the Canadians and the Leafs are hoping to get a million could make yeah. a million each on this deal. If it goes through. So further on that, further on that. Yeah. Further on that Westhead report. Um, I think it kind of sounds like the NHL is going to be giving uh, some teams ads from like their big time sponsors. Yeah. Right. Who have missed the, you know, their typical sponsorship deals because they didn't play the first half of the season. So some of the helmet ads are going to be yeah. your standard NHL sponsors. Uh, and also in that article, Rick Westhead said that it sounds like it's not going to be like the full front logo advertisement. They're going to be on the sides of the helmet, Okay, I guess. So that's okay. not as bad. It's not going to be like the big Skoda or Zephyr logo <laughs> that we see when we watch the World Hockey Championship or really any uh, any European league play. But yeah, let's hope that it doesn't get to the point where ads are on jerseys, but on the side of the helmet, I, I really don't. That's not that big of a deal to me. And did we get a look at the divisions? No, okay. we didn't. Let's have a yeah, look we... at what those divisions will look like at the National Hockey League starting January the 13th. So, of course, there is the yep. Canadian division. That will be the North. And then in the West, we have Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. There's an opportunity for some good rivalries there. Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. And then the East is, other than the Canadian division, I think the East is probably your other best bet in terms of rivalries and things like that, right? Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, both New York teams, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. We know that that's a long-standing rivalry, and the Washington Capitals are in there as well. I don't know if it's ever happened, but Dallas and Tampa Bay um... – in the same division after meeting in a Stanley cup final. Oh, that's kind yeah, of strange. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now they're good. Now they're going to right. be in the same division. You know, I was thinking a lot about this uh, Canadian division in the national hockey league and I brought in Bill Hunter's book. So uh, while Bill wrote a book, uh, Bill left us in 2002, December 16th of 2002 is when Bill Hunter passed away. Uh, but I, I brought in his book because one of the things he always talked about in the 1980s, the late 1980s, when he was trying to bring an NHL team to Saskatchewan, he always talked about a Canadian division. And if you knew Bill, it was probably just to rile up the fans, to get them going, right? And he always talked about how the Canadian division winner would, quote, kick the ass of any American team that they'd play in a Stanley Cup. And so I was thinking about that a lot uh, today. So I thought I'd bring this book in. And uh, it, it means a lot to me, as you know, Matt, because yep. on the inside, he signed it um, to Ray, a wonderful fellow and a fine broadcaster. Um, what, what's, what stood out to me was I checked with our friend um, Kevin Mitchell today from the Saskatoon right. Star Phoenix because I wanted to make sure that I had my dates right. February 8th, 2002 was the last time Bill Hunter was in public, and I was lucky enough to be able to introduce him. Okay. He was at the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner with Pat Burns and Mark Fidrich, a great wow. Detroit Tigers pitcher, and, of course, Pat Burns, yep. a legendary coach in the National Hockey League as well. And I remember as we were getting set to go up on, on stage at the Kinsman Celebrity Sports Dinner, uh, keep in mind, Bill passed away in December of 2002, this was February 8th of 2002. Bill was in a wheelchair and he said, Ray, he said, you're going to push me to just up. We're still going to be behind the curtain. 
You're going to pull me up. I'm going to get introduced and I'm going to walk out there. And of course, oh. the thousand or 1500, however right. many people were there that night at uh, TCU place, saw Bill Hunter walk out to the crowd and just gave a rousing speech. <laughs> and uh, that, But that's how Bill ruled, yeah. right? Wild in, Bill, he lived ni- up to his nickname. In 1982-83, <laughs> Bill Hunter used to talk about when he was in pursuit of the St. Louis Blues, he's a great promoter. Yeah, <laughs> And so he said, Ray, there's so much mail at, at uh, Saskatchewan Place for interest for this NHL team. We had to have our own postal code. That's how much, you know, and that was the way Bill operated. It was everything was was big time. So now here we are in 2020 talking about a Canadian division. And that yep. was something that Bill Hunter always talked about. And now, uh, <laughs> and now here we are. Ian Roach loves the idea of a Canadian division. And Dennis also thinks that that Flames-Oilers rivalry, yep. well, I mean, it was pretty reignited last year, but they're going to hate each other because the Flames and the Oilers play each other 10 times this year where I think the Flames and the Oilers, uh, like both of those teams separately, are only going to play the other Canadian teams yeah. nine, yeah. but they're going to play one another ten times. So yeah. yeah, there will be some great rivalries. There's no doubt about e- Even in each of the divisions. I mean, you think about the way Tampa Bay and Dallas went tooth and nail in the Stanley Cup final. Well, if they're going to play that often in the same division, that could be some pretty feisty hockey as well. And then I believe we have a comment here from Kevin Killer Kaminsky. As well, and he says that you're looking good. Wow, me or you? Must be you. Yeah, he said Ray. Oh, there you go. But he said it's been a while, so big hello to Killer Kevin Kaminsky. Uh, Has been doing some great things up uh, with the Laurentides Ice Wolves, so keep on uh, doing some fantastic things Former Washington Capital, and it's kind of funny. We're talking about tough, nasty hockey. Uh, Kevin can dish that out. Yeah, yeah, Kevin's your man. He knows a thing or two. Yeah, absolutely. So that's uh, that's great. So thanks for that. That's terrific. Speaking of junior hockey, the World Junior Championships are slated to kick off on Christmas, as they do every single year. So that's good that they're able to uh, come to an agreement to play. They're going bubble style in Edmonton. Former Saskatoon Blade Kirby Dock has been named captain of Team Canada. Of course, he is with the Chicago Blackhawks. Bowen Byram from the Vancouver Giants has been named an assistant captain, as has Dylan Cousins, who plays for Lethbridge. Two out of three goaltenders are from the WHL as well, which we were talking about this yesterday. Doesn't typically always happen at the World Junior Tournament, so a lot of Western Canadian League flair here uh, for this year's edition of Team Canada. Well, historically, the Quebec Major Junior League has always been the league that has been known as the league to supply Team Canada with goaltenders for the World Junior Championships. So this is a bit of an anomaly, but the Western Hockey League's turning out some pretty good goaltenders right now. It was interesting listening to Kirby Doc, too, and I didn't really give this much thought until he said this. Um, You know, you think about how coaches go about just getting the best players they can to play. And then once they get there, you might be a left defenseman, but you might play right. right. You might be a center, but you might play wing. And Kirby Doc, uh, the captain, former Saskatoon Blade, Chicago Blackhawk, made this point about, you know, the one thing about playing wing, and I don't know, probably thought about this at one time, but hadn't until he said it yesterday or day before, was how responsibilities change. If you're a right. centerman, you have your responsibilities. But when you're playing wing, one of the things that you have to do is see if you can play better defense and your responsibilities are much different playing on wing than center for a lot of these players. Kirby doc is going to be one of those guys. And then the other situation that's kind of interesting is because some of the exhibition games have been canceled due to COVID. I think Canada is going to play 
Wednesday in a pre-tournament game, hmm. but they don't get their two games. Some of these games right. have been canceled. And of course, that's where a lot of these coaches look at the film to have a look at opposing goaltenders and get the scouting report on them. And so now with only one game, that'll be it. So we'll see how that uh, turns out. And how about Germany? They play Canada Boxing Day, Christmas Day. Who do they open against? Finland. <laughs> so Finland and Canada. Poor Germany. 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, but. Uh, there have been some, some great upsets, uh, you know, at the World Juniors yep. in the past years. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but 2010, the last time that they were in uh, Saskatoon, obviously, it was that great Canada uh, USA gold medal game that went into overtime. Yep. Washington Capitals defenseman John Carlson scored the game winner for um, Team USA that season. But I remember Team Switzerland came out of nowhere. Yep. And won if somehow won a few games and they made it to a playoff game in 2010. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember watching that being like, the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing here? Like, what? <laughs> it <laughs> happens. Uh, it's Canada, Russia in a pre tournament game. Right. Wednesday. Okay. And that's on TSN, yeah. I do believe. So. Yeah. Excellent. Able to be able to watch that before Canada Germany Boxing Day. Well, and the other interesting note too, of course, they are going to the bubble format, and we saw that it does have success with how the NHL was able to pull yeah. it off in Edmonton and Toronto. But uh, Kirby Doc, of course, was part of the Chicago Blackhawks last year. He was in that bubble, albeit it wasn't very long. They did knock off the Edmonton Oilers yep. in the first round of the playoff, the play-in round, if you can remember back that far, ultimately losing to Vegas. But Kirby Doc does have experience about kind of the bubble lifestyle, so I think that might go a long way as well. And along the way, he uh, Kirby Doc got a tip of the hat from Conor McDavid, which he said meant a lot to him going yeah. into this tournament as well. The, the fact that he would be recognized by Conor McDavid, you yeah. know, for his style of play. And obviously, right. uh, Conor saw him play up close. Um, uh, that's uh, kind of interesting. And for a young player like that, would help him build some confidence for sure. For sure. It'll be yeah. interesting. And it's a great holiday tradition that every single Canadian looks forward to. The World Junior Hockey Championship kicks off on Christmas Day, Team Canada opens on Boxing Day. Of course, we are live at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, as we always are. And don't forget, they're still open, and it is still the same great service. You can come on down, and we're going to talk about the NFL in a little bit, so you can always come on down to watch the NFL. Of course, like we just said, the World Junior Hockey Championships is kicking off on Christmas. You can come in and enjoy some Team Canada hockey play, or any team, really. Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar is also giving away a mini-fridge one mini fridge for the next seven weeks. So you have lots of opportunities to win. And it's super simple. All you have to do is come on down, enjoy a fantastic meal, maybe a delicious beverage. Make sure that you keep your receipt, put your contact information on that receipt, and you are entered to win a mini fridge courtesy of Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar. And like I said, they're giving one of these away for the next seven weeks. Make sure to come and visit us at uh, the corner of Circle and Idlewild. You can also give them a call, 382 382- one seven one seven. Of course, uh, well, I think the big story for the NFL, like we just alluded to, we're going to get talking about is the New York Jets getting their first win yesterday against the Los Angeles Rams. But really, they end up losing because it was all going to be they're tanking for the first overall pick. Yep. They're going to get Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence. Um, but now them and Jacksonville have the same record. And if they both finish with one win, Jacksonville is actually going to end up with the first overall pick because the way that they determine it in the NFL is by strength of schedule, which is odd to me, but whatever. So even when the New York Jets are winning, they're still losing. That's right. They still they still can't get it together. But here's the other thing that's kind of interesting. Now the Rams and Buccaneers both have nine wins in the NFC. Right. If the Buccaneers win next week, I didn't look to see who they played next week, but if they win next week, 
they secure a playoff spot. Yep. So the Rams might be wishing that they might have just stayed a win ahead and they've been <laughs> able to pull that out. But boy, oh boy, that makes it uh, that makes it a little bit tough on the Rams when you come up short against the Jets in a game you probably should have taken care of. Speaking of the playoffs, the New England Patriots will not be headed there for the first time since 2008. Of course, they lost to the Miami Dolphins 22 to 12 yesterday. So that ends a incredibly long run of the New England Patriots making the postseason. The last time they failed to qualify for the NFL playoffs, 2008. And in that 2008 season, they finished 11 and 5. Yeah, still didn't make the playoff, which is yeah. amazing in its own right. But that was the year that Tom Brady got knocked out with that knee injury in week one. And they were led by Matt Castle. Yeah. And he just wasn't able to quite uh, pull the Patriots into the playoffs. But the first time, they're not going to be uh, in the playoffs since 08. So they lose 22-12 to Miami. Miami and uh, they didn't score one touchdown. Right. Not one yep. touchdown. So this kind of tells you what the New England Patriots have been up against a little bit this year with the new quarterback. You're trying to put an old system in for a quarterback that has a whole different style than Tom Brady. And it really has uh, caught up to the New England Patriots here a little bit. And it's, it's hard to imagine the New England Patriots not making the playoffs. But when you take a look at the AFC right now, so Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Kansas city, they already have their playoff spots picked out, right? Yep. Then Tennessee, Cleveland and Indianapolis, they all have 10 wins. Yeah. So all of a sudden, if you're the New England Patriots with a new quarterback, you're kind of fighting. And I'm not saying anybody expected the Indianapolis Colts to have 10 wins this year, but it's it's easy to see with some of these teams and how talented they are, yeah. how New England's transition would cost them maybe a, a playoff spot in 2020. And that's exactly where we're at. Well, uh, yeah. So the Patriots have eight losses now. So they're six and eight. Yep. So the best that they can finish is eight and eight. Yep. The last time they had a record that bad was in 2000, which is wow. amazing. That's, so yeah, under that's remarkable. Bill, yeah. Under the Bill Belichick era, it's been fan just amazing, an amazing run. And uh, Dennis wonders if Cam Newton is going to be in New England next year. Of course, uh, one of his postgame comments yesterday was, uh, I have a lot left in the tank and I'm definitely not retiring because yeah. I think that's what the question was. Yep. Whether he's back in New England or not, I'm not sure. Uh, you, but you got to think. Jared Stidham probably still isn't ready unless the Patriots can acquire a, a you know a good quarterback via trade or free agency. You got to maybe wonder if Cam is going to be back next year just because they don't really have anybody. Else. No, I think I think he should get another year. Yeah, absolutely, yep. I do too. I mean, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football yep. League. I mean, but one of the challenges that New England is going to have, obviously, is can they um, address uh, an old system of offense that doesn't necessarily lend itself to Cam Newton's skill set, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of the New England Patriots, their forder, former quarterback, he has just made a career of winning yep. Super Bowls and coming back from deficits against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, 31 second half points. What did I for tell the you temp- yesterday? It was 17 yep. to nothing yep. at the half. You and I and Ian were visiting on a call. Yep. And you were telling me it was 17 nothing, and I said, what? That won't last. That won't last. And it didn't. And what happens? (laughs) Tom Brady beats the Falcons. 31, like I said, 31 second half points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they ended up beating the Falcons 31-27, to which I think just goes to show that uh, the Atlanta Falcons collapses 
weren't all Dan Quinn's fault because no. they're happening under Raheem Morris as well. But yeah, I mean, it, it, Tampa Bay's been funny this year, right? And, you know, with uh, Gronkowski, Brady, now yeah. Antonio Brown, like their offense has undergone a lot of changes. Yeah. Some games they look really good. Other games, not so much. Well, two, three, so, four weeks in, we were also wondering about the chemistry between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that seems to have settled down a little bit. So, I mean, they could get to the playoffs if they win next week. Tom Brady has led his teams, Tampa Bay and New England, to four wins after trailing by 17 points at the half four times in his career, including playoffs. Yeah. And that's an NFL record. That's a Super Bowl era record for Tom Brady, which is pretty remarkable. Another three touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes against the New Orleans Saints yesterday. That could be a potential Super Bowl matchup, I think. That was a three-point game, and yep. man, did New Orleans drop some footballs yesterday. Yep. They, you know, Drew Brees was back, and uh, it was interesting watching Drew Brees at his age trying to make sure that he was limber, and the, his pregame warm-up with uh, trying to keep those ribs you know, loose and agile and that sort of thing. It was interesting to watch, but some of his receivers really dropped some yep. short passes that they should have collected. As bad as Brees played, he also didn't get a lot of help. No, right? he did not. Yeah. No, no, not I at agree. all. No, nope, for sure. I and I mean, so KC is KC, and they've just been uh, fantastic all year. They have as good of a chance to repeat as probably anybody ever has in the past. So it'll be interesting to see. But playoffs are only a few short weeks away. Uh, Monday Night Football tonight has the Pittsburgh Steelers going up against uh, Doyle from Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, his Bengals. So that's probably not going to be a, a game at all. The Bengals no, good are... on Doyle for wearing the face mask. Yes, with the Bengals, the Bengals logo. logo. They're 2 10 yeah. 1. Yeah. So Doyle. Good on you, man. Way to, way to stick through it through thick and thin. That's a man that has no shame. I, I want to just say one thing about the Kansas City because it was a note I made here, and now I just have to find it. Tyreek Hill tied a team record. He's got 15 touchdown catches Wow, this season. Uh, the record, I think, is Randy Moss with 23 yep. in the day. Back uh, might have been 2007, 2008. But, yeah, like I said, in that return for Drew Brees, the Saints just really struggled. <laughs> but uh, it is a nine-game win streak now for the Kansas City Chiefs. I still find it amazing that their one loss this season came at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's so, they'd like right. to have that I mean, one. Yeah. Like to have that one back, I'm yeah. sure. But like we said, I mean, uh, them along with Pittsburgh and Buffalo, they are playoff bounds. Ah, uh, see, Doyle finds humor in us making fun of the Bengals. So. Oh, there you go. As long as you're able to laugh at yourself, right? <laughs> that's what you always taught me. Absolutely. Yeah. So before we wrap up for this week and well, really this year, because we are going to take next week off. 2020 was a crazy year. Yes. What sports stories kind of stick out to you? Well, again, I, I take a look. I mean, one of the things about it, you, you take a look at all the championships under the bubble, whether yeah. it was uh, you know a World Series yeah. or NBA or the NHL. I think hockey is just such a game of emotion, right? Yeah. You know, uh, a hit, a uh, big goal or something can turn the momentum like that. And I can't imagine how different that was for both the Dallas Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning to play under those circumstances, just because it's such an emotional, right. physical. You're feeding off the crowd. Right. You're feeding yep. off the crowd like probably in no other sport, right? So yep. I think that Tampa Bay win was probably, in my estimation, probably the biggest sports story yep. of, of the major sports that uh, that took place in 2020. But for me, 2020 just can't end soon <laughs> enough. I think you speak for, for all of us. For many reasons. Yeah. I would agree with you in terms yeah. of Tampa Bay, too. 
especially um, the fact that the year prior, the 2019 playoffs, they won the President's Trophy and got upset by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the first round of the NHL playoffs. So to come back from that and then have to do it with the bubble formats, you know, I just, there was no stopping the Tampa Bay Lightning this year, I thought. I think once they got into the bubble, it was... But I know know we said this at the time, too, but Rick Bonus of the Dallas Stars just deserves a ton of credit for what he was able to do with that team. Ian Roach's uh, memory is the night that the NBA canceled because of the pandemic. That was kind of the thing that got everything started. You know, and good on they took a leadership yep. role, right? I mean, the arena was full. It would have been easy for them to risk it. Yep. And they decided this is not safe and yep. sent everybody out and home. And yeah, that, it was that, a, that's, yep. uh, that is a big memory from 2022. And then that, good friend of uh, yours and mine, Ray, John Randall, wishes us and everybody here a Merry Christmas. Oh, John. Good so. stuff, buddy. Yeah. And uh, Adam likes your glasses. <laughs> It's a car. I'm not. I'm not making that up. The car oh, is right, right there. See, I can't I see like, that far. I like That's raised it. glasses. Oh, there you go. So Good. thanks, Adam. There you go. I'll get even with you later. Yeah, exactly. But yes, that does wrap things up for this week's episode and the final episode of 2020 for the YXC Sports Podcast. I know I said this at the beginning, but uh, I really do want to thank all of our listeners, all of our viewers, everybody here at Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar, and of course our fantastic production team, Dennis, Ian, Deb, yourself, Ray Morrison, for doing this with me every single Monday night. So. A big uh, thank you to everybody involved. And here's to bigger and brighter and more optimistic things in 2021. So Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you all Monday, January 4th.